Hello and welcome to the It Starts With Pat podcast. My name is Rebecca Shanuga and I'm on a mission to empower women to be the best version of themselves, for them to know their worth and to have the self-belief that they can be and do whatever they wish. But before I get into it, we want this podcast to reach as many women as possible. So to support us in doing so, make sure you hit that little subscribe or follow button on your device and sit back, enjoy, grab a pen and paper if you wish. It's now time for an episode of the show. Hello, my name is Rebecca Shanuga and you are listening to the It Starts With Heart podcast, episode number 27. This episode is all going to be around you deciding how you respond to certain situations. Now, what sparked this episode was someone asked me to cover, because obviously I, I harp on a lot around being around the right people, keeping your um, circle positive and all that kind of thing. But then someone asked me, what do you do if you can get away from a toxic person? So at this point, I hadn't delved into any more of that situation. Um, but it's just a question and I thought, you know what, it it's this this lesson can be applied to loads of different areas in your life which is how I've got the inspo to do this episode but the first thing I just want to say is if you are in a situation where you can't physically leave a toxic person so I don't know you might be a parent and your child might be toxic don't know why they would be but they could be you never know or you might be in a situation where you're at rock bottom, you're struggling financially and you are living with your parent right now or parents and they are really, really toxic. Or you might be in an abusive relationship and not know how to get out of it. So there are times where you might feel a little bit stuck. Um, The abusive relationship, I'm not necessarily the right person to give advice on that, but I'm just using some examples of where you might feel like you're a little bit stuck. I'm not deluded at the end of the day. Like I know some people might be thinking it's easier said than done. What if you're in this situation or that situation or that situation? But ultimately, you decide how you respond to things. And like I said, this can be applied to loads of different things. So as an example, I'm going to relate it to... Before I read the book Chimp Paradox by Professor Steve Peters, I looked at things a lot differently. I used to be very reactive to the situations that were around me. This book I've read multiple times. I've listened to it multiple times. And do you know what? This has actually made me think I'm going to listen to it again because I believe that when you listen to things more and more, as you're growing, as you're developing, you start hearing it in different ways and start implementing things that didn't make sense the first time or the second time you you read it or listened to it. And before I read this book, I used to get, and people laugh at me when I say this, but it's so true, I used to get really, really, really bad road rage. And when I've delved into this since then, I've realised it was because I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. I never used to like people feeling like they had the upper hand on me and things like that. Um, <laughs> and I just that, that was the kind of person that I was. Like I just was underdeveloped at one point in my life. And I used to always feel like I needed to get the upper hand. I didn't like people thinking that they could get the upper hand on me. So if I got caught up at a traffic lights and someone managed to get in front of me, 
I used to see that as who do they think they are? Does that make sense? And it used to get me really, really angry. And one day in particular, I can remember this, and I was just driving through Manchester. I was probably going to work or something at the time. And there was a bus behind me. The driver was being an absolute douche, like, oh, God, God knows what he was thinking. And I was just driving, so God knows, I don't know if he was flashing at me or flashing at whoever, but he's flashing his lights and he's just going, like, with his arms going everywhere and shouting. I'm sorry, but there's nothing, like, now when people do it, I'm just like, I have no idea, like, if you're even looking at me or what, but you need to chill out. But this driver was going wild. I don't know if it was at me or at another driver or what. And he was being so aggressive. And what I should have done was realise that I wasn't doing anything wrong or not from what I knew of. So just carried on doing what I was doing and and just not paying attention. Because at the end of the day, I was driving. He was being an aggressive, strange person behind. And I had no idea what, was, what he was talking about anyway or what, or what had happened. But instead, so that's what this, this is what I, how I would respond now. But back then I didn't respond like that. <laughs> So what actually happened was, as he's coming up beside me then, because then we ended up being in two lanes, I started thinking, what are you doing? And I was just started giving him jip. And I was just was like, so embarrassing saying this, like, wow. But I was just was like, what are you doing? Like, you're driving like an animal. Just like, started shouting back. Because he was driving really aggressively and really dangerously. And he was just like all over the place, switching between these lanes and being really aggressive. And like I said, I had no idea like who it was aimed at or what he was so angry at. But it was very, very dangerous. So I should have just carried on focusing on what I'm doing, tried not to focus on what he was doing and just cracked on. And then hopefully would have calmed down at some point or whatever and I just wouldn't have got involved but at that point in my life I wasn't like that I was thinking who's this guy think he is like he's putting us in danger by driving like a like an idiot so what actually happened then was as he's passing then in the next lane I start shouting I was like not shouting but like put you put your arms up and you're like whoa what's wrong with you and this thing boom I went straight into the back of another car uh, it was not my yeah it just wasn't a great morning for me I went straight into the back of um no it wasn't a car actually it was a van I went straight into the back of the van the poor guy in the van got out he was shaking like a leaf it was awful my car was just the front of it was just yeah <laughs> just was it just wasn't a very good morning um and it was really, really bad. And the whole time then I was furious at this bus driver. And I was like, this bus driver's made me crash my car. And now I've got like, I had to pay for like, I can't remember if I claimed on my insurance or not. I think I claimed on the insurance because the bill was ridiculous. My car wasn't a write-off, but the bill was horrific. I needed a new bumper. I needed a new bonnet and some other stuff. And at the time it was when I had um, my first ever Mercedes probably a car at the time that was a bit out of my budget at that moment in time as well so it was already an expensive car for me then and 
the bill was like thousands and thousands of pounds that I would have had to pay to get it fixed. So I think I cleaned up my insurance. Can't remember anyway. I don't mind going down that rabbit hole. But anyway, um, the point I'm making is I was furious then. I was furious because I had to pay this bill to get my car fixed. I was then furious because I didn't have a car for about a week or so whilst it was getting repaired. I think it was even longer than that. I think, they were, if I can remember right, it was years ago now. I think they had my car for like three weeks because they couldn't get parts for it and stuff. Um, and all this time I was just blaming this bus driver. Whereas when I look back at it now, I think it's, it was my fault. I didn't have to react to him for all, I was just driving. I was just doing what I needed to do. But because I was more bothered about what he was doing and him driving like an idiot, I then wasn't paying attention to what I was doing and I ended up crashing into somebody. Then he just drove off waving his arms around. No idea that I'd just crashed for what I thought was because of him and got about his day and he's probably been fuming all morning and I've been fuming all morning and we've just not got anywhere <laughs> and as I talk about this now it's, it makes me realise just how much of a, a journey that I've like gone and like grown as a human because it just wouldn't ever happen now um but the thing that made me start changing the way I think was reading that book The Chimp Paradox mindset management book and I would advise anyone to listen to it or read it if you can, because for me, it was amazing. It was a massive game changer. And ever since reading that, it's made me realise that you can't control to an extent other people. So yes, you can take accountability and control who is in your energy. I fully believe that you can still... um, you can still get rid of toxic people. I'm not in a situation where I've got any toxic people in my life at all. Um, I believe that you can get rid of toxic people, but obviously you might not be in that journey of your own growth and your own development and your own self-value and your own self-worth to feel like you can, um, which I understand. But ultimately, you can't control how other people react or how other people are being around you to an extent you can control who's in your energy or how you and how you spend your energy but you can't control other people like you've not got the ability you've not got a remote control or puppet strings to to control other people it's it's not possible you can't do that and you shouldn't ever try to either but you can control you and your decisions that you make and how you respond to certain things so that's where the lesson came from. And I suppose you can link this in with toxic people as well. So if you are in a situation where you are around someone who isn't good for you, who's not making you feel good or who's making you feel bad, then you decide how you respond, how you feel. You're in control of yourself, but you can't control them. So the first thing is, um, and that, like, when I say first, I'm going to just go through some some tips and some, like, like I said, this podcast is always generic. I um, have to speak to different people. I can't just always focus on just one. So um, I'm just going to give you some tips on how you can start um, being more conscious, conscious sorry, of how you're responding to certain situations. So the first thing I would say is never make a decision when you're angry or upset. And I know it's easier said than done when you send that angry text message or the upset text message and then you send it and you're still angry or like an angry email at work. But then if you just left it an hour and you've calmed down a little bit, you obviously you have a different response don't you it's a bit like if I I don't know if I have been angry at someone or something like that um 
and I'm not saying I'm perfect yeah there's still some times I make a decision based on emotion but basically what the 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 thing of that is you acknowledge it straight away and you're like hang on I've, I've just responded in an emotional way and not using my brain properly um and waiting till I've calmed down of course it happens but the more that you can make you can make a decision based on when you're in a, a, a stable headspace. You might not necessarily be in a good, vo- a good mood or high vibe energy, but you're not necessarily angry or upset or another time where I've made bad decisions in the past or said things which I didn't mean to say um, has been when I've been tired, just overtired and stressed and a bit drained and exhausted. And that's when I personally don't make good decisions. So I try to stay away from speaking to people when I'm tired and things or to even do anything because, um, yeah, because like I said, you could just make a decision when you're angry or upset and then regret it later down the line. So that's the first thing I'd say. The second thing is, so it's a bit like me. Sorry, we'll go back to that first one. It's like me. I made a decision because I was angry at that bus driver. I made a decision to start waving my arms around then and start like thinking in my head what a dick um whereas if I would have just made a decision to just focus on what I was doing and just not get irate about it I wouldn't have crashed my car does that make sense um the second thing I'll say is think about how important would that situation be in five years time so if you're surrounded by a toxic person who and it's continuously ongoing then this might be a bit of a difficult one to relate to but it might be other situations where something's happened that it would normally put you in a really really bad mood this is why I always say I, I have bad moments I don't have bad days because I acknowledge when a bad moment's happened and I think I'm not going to let it ruin my day I never let things ruin my day now ever um because I acknowledge oh it's just a bad moment yeah I've had a crappy 10 minutes but I can get over that because I've got the rest of the day and I know the rest of the day is not going to go that way but if I have a crappy 10 minutes and then think oh my god this day is going to be awful and then something else happens and something else happens and I'm just focusing on all the negative I'm never going to have a good day but one of the things you can do to ensure that you continue to have a good day is think about how important will this situation be in five years time it might even be something petty, something petty that you've that you've argued with your partner about, or something petty that they've done, or that you would normally get like really frustrated with. I don't know, like leaving the boxes on the bathroom floor or something like that. You'd normally be like, "Pick up after yourself." Um, whereas now you're probably thinking, in five years' time, probably I'm not going to remember that they've left the boxes on on the bathroom floor. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like thinking about how important is it going to be in five years if it's not going to be important in five years time don't spend more than five minutes thinking about it just you just learn to let things go and that's another thing I might even do a podcast episode on this if I remember because I normally put it in my notes in my phone when I remember uh, or when I think when I get a bit of inspo but yeah learning to let things go you don't have to you don't have to be in control of everything some things just aren't that important um I know the box on the floor might sound horrific to some people because obviously I know lots of people like a tidy house, but it's just an example. And then, like I said, just be aware of how you're behaving at the end of the day. So this, again, comes with toxic, toxic relationships. Is it all the other person or have you got a part to play? You can control what you do and how you react and how you respond to certain things. 
Beware of how you are behaving. Are you being the best person that you could be? Because if not, then how dare you try to change somebody else or try to blame them? And and this stands out as well when so when you so so trying to I can't think of a, of a specific example, but I know a a um a scenario in my head. So have you ever been in a situation where you are seeing two people in a, a a a not a very good discussion? So you've got one person who's massively irate and they're just calling them every name under the sun and I don't know, they might be trying to attack them or whatever. And then you've got the other person who's just cool as a cucumber and just not even reacting and just being really calm about the situation. Who looks like the idiot? It's the wild irate one, isn't it? And that's because when you're calm, cool and collected and you're the person who's in control of their emotions, you actually have the upper hand it's not about trying to look good in certain in, in in front of people. It's not about trying to. I forgot what I was going to actually say now. Oh, what was I even going to say then? My mind's gone. Mind's gone. Blank. Um, it might come back to me. It might not. Whatever. But essentially, when you're the person who's in control, you technically have the the upper hand. It's not necessarily an art, like a competition, like you're not necessarily trying to win the argument, but you have control and you're the person who's going to walk away from that less stressed out. You've probably made good decisions because you've kept your head level and you've not gone emotional and started acting on your emotions, whereas the other person is probably going to be fuming the rest of the day or upset the rest of the day or might calm down and then regret some of the things they did. Like imagine if you... I don't know, was wild and slapped someone and they never retaliated, how bad would you feel after? I know it's a bit of an extreme example, but but you get what I'm saying. So it's just be aware of how you're behaving. And just because someone else is being, just being a wild, irate person, as an example, could be any situation, you're in control of how how you respond. A bit like me with that car situation when I crashed my car. If I would have just kept myself to myself and not worried about what that bus driver was doing I wouldn't have ever have crashed I would have saved money because I wouldn't have had to pay to get it repaired and I wouldn't have been stressing for weeks worrying about driving around in this courtesy car that I hated because they always give you a car that's never as good as your actual car and then paranoid that I'm going to crash that as well (laughs) so yeah and then the final thing is let things fuel your fire in a healthy way so you might not necessarily respond to something in a way that you would have done in the past but let things fuel your fire so as an example you might be in a job stable job quite happy in your your stable job um and all of a sudden get made redundant you get made redundant and you start panicking. What am I going to do for money and all of this stuff? And um, and rightly so. If that's all you've done for however many years and that's the way you make your income, that's how you pay your bills and that's how you feed your kids, I 100% get it. But then again, this is how different people respond. Other people would look at that and be like, you know what? That job actually wasn't good for me. I actually didn't really like it. It's actually like there might have been things that you weren't necessarily happy with and you were just doing it just because it was comfortable. And 
you actually being made redundant might actually have been the best thing that could have actually ever happened to you. But again, it's how you respond to certain things and how you look at certain situations. You might look at that and and think really doom and gloom and what am I going to do and then tell everyone about how bad it is that you've been made redundant and just sat me crying every night and stuff. And I get it because, obviously, like I said, everyone's at different stages of the development journey. But you might look at, look at it in another way and be like, right, okay, what's the opportunity? Now I've not got that that job anymore there's obviously a reason why I've not got that job anymore so um is there something else better out there for me if it was me I'd be thinking right it obviously because I'm a spiritual person I believe in the universe and things like that I'd be thinking the universe telling me that job's not what I should be doing so I know if I got made redundant I would be looking at it in a completely different way but say five years ago I wouldn't have done so I hope that has <laughs> I felt like I babbled so much through that, but I hope it's landed some of those lessons. Um, you know that these podcast episodes are all over the place, but that's the reason why I like doing them like this. I like just speaking how I normally speak because I feel like it does relate to a lot of people. So just to summarise them points again, the first thing is never make a decision when you're angry or upset. Wait until you calm down and then respond where possible. And if you've not, and if you make a bad decision based on your emotions... Instead of beating yourself up about it, just acknowledge when you've done it and try to be better next time in that area. Think about how important that situation will be in five years' time. If it's not going to be important in five years' time, don't spend more than five minutes worrying about it. Be aware how you're behaving. That's number three. So be the person who's in control, regardless of how other people are acting around you, because you'll always have the upper hand. And you'll always come across in a better way as well by being like that. And then finally, number four, let challenging things fuel your fire um, in a healthy way. So instead of thinking, instead of responding in a doom and gloom negative way, start thinking about how you can make, turn it into an opportunity and how I'm thinking more optimistically is what I'm getting at so I hope you got some value from that if you have as always make sure you screenshot this share it with your friends and family I will see you on the next episode thanks so much for listening if you got value make sure you share this episode and for even more gems delivered straight to your email head over to the show notes where you can download the ultimate belief bible which is my free resource helping you to own your worth level up and feel empowered in every aspect of life I will see you on the next episode.